Welcome to the Birthing Your Book podcast, where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression. I'm your host, Karen Hewson, book editor and coach for Soulpreneurs. And in this episode, I'm taking you behind the scenes of the journey I've experienced in birthing this podcast. From years ago declaring that I would not do a podcast and completely taking it off the table, through starting my podcast in December 2021 as a channel for creative self-expression that didn't require anyone to say yes to me. It didn't require anyone to work with me. It didn't require anyone to be um, signing up for anything or joining me live. And also how I've broken like all of the rules, um, changing my branding three times already in one year. Um, and how this most recent evolution of the podcast, the Birthing Your Book branding and format, has felt exactly like it did when I very first started doing Facebook Lives and videos. And it was hugely, hugely nerve wracking. So I'm going to take you on the journey. We're going to start at the beginning. I'm going to talk you kind of through these different points. Um, and... I think it's really important to share the behind the scenes because we talk about ease and flow. We talk about co-creation and stepping into the flow so that it feels easy. But the reason we can tell we're in flow is because we, and the, the reason that we step into flow is because it is feeling hard and we are feeling sticky about it. <laughs> so we we do need to have and need to experience the contrast so that we're like, oh, we know what it feels like to be out of flow. And then that it creates that awareness for us to be able to then step back into flow. So I've been in the online business space for seven years, it'll be in April. Um, so any other like OG online business people who remember Periscope and when um, Marie Forleo's program was like the business program, I know that... Um, Rebecca Ives from the Content Queen recently posted on Instagram the like, you know, you're an OG coach when? And I was like, well, I wasn't the one like on Periscope or in the programs, but I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was watching. I was learning. Um, and there was also this phase during this time when it was all about the freebies. It was all about growing the email lists. And it was all about all of the social media platforms. So this was a point in time where, you know, Facebook was a thing. Twitter was a thing. I was on Twitter way back in the day. Like, let's not have a Twitter conversation. And Instagram was new. I don't even, well, Periscope came first. So we had Periscope happening. And then Pinterest was a thing. And of course, YouTube was kind of in the mix. And then Instagram became a thing. And, you know, and then you fast forward a little bit and you had Snapchat and now we have TikTok. But it was this this time where like these new platforms were popping up. Um, and it's very true that when you get a new platform like this that is starting to go to um, gather traction, that if you are an early adopter, like you get a lot of um, attention because there's a smaller number of people on there. So just, you know algorithm wise it it just works that way um and so it was a time when i was really struggling with um how do i be um 
how do I how do I be all the places without being all the places? So it was very much a time of distraction, I feel, in the industry as a whole. It was a time when so many people were like teaching and touting like the next new thing. It was a lot more about like, what are you doing? And like, you should be on Pinterest because it's new and this and you can get a lot of traction and you can gain a lot of, um, you know, a, gain a lot of audience and conversions and attention and blah, 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 blah. So like you had all of these people like shouting into the online space being like, you should be here, you should be here, you should be here. And, you know, using really convincing, really convincing, like old style marketing of you want the clients, you want the attention, you you want the like thousands of people on your email list so you can get the conversions, so you can get what you want. And this is where you need to be. And in amongst all of that happening, um, podcasts became a thing. And I think I had a little bit of like platform fatigue. And when podcasts came in, I was just like, I cannot do that. Like I can see what's been happening already. I had this awareness coming in and I was like, when podcasts became a thing, I was like, I cannot go down that rabbit hole. That will be another distraction. It'll be another thing that takes up a whole bunch of my time that does not get the leverage and the traction because my my energy at that time was so dispersed across so many things. And I was... I wasn't even really focusing on um, the message and speaking from the heart and the soul. It was about showing up on the platforms and how do I create for the platform and how do I put something out? It was just the wrong way around, which again is something we can talk about on a different podcast. Um, So I made a very, very firm decision, complete declaration to myself. I was like, I am unavailable for podcasting. If I come across people online who are talking about podcasting. I am not subscribing. Like I'm just not available for that messaging because I couldn't get involved in another thing where it was going to be the thing that made the difference. It was going to be the thing that changed everything. Like if I could just go like all in on this thing, then that would be what transformed my business. Um, Spoiler alert, there's never one thing. It's never one thing. Um, And that served me, that declaration served me for the longest time. And it, it re- I really reiterated it. And one of the reasons why I just knew that it was not something for me is because I didn't want to have to figure out all of the, like, the practical, like, tasks of publishing a podcast, of, like, the podcasting platform and... Um, this was also back in a time where I wasn't as comfortable just being like first take raw riffing and recording, which is something I'll touch on in a little bit too. Um, so there was this whole thing about, well, I'd have to edit audio and I'd have to learn this and that and the other thing, which of course now we know we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do all these things. Um, and I was like, I'm not available for podcasting. And the only caveat I put to that was like, unless I had someone working with me, someone on my team who could support me and who could do the publishing things and who could do the parts that I just did not want to do um, and did not want to figure out how to do. And so that is where I put podcasting in relation to me and in relation to my business for years and years and years. 
and podcasting continued to be a thing. It continued to be really popular. It's it's right. Like basically <clears throat> like podcasts and then alongside that, like YouTube are the two places at the moment where you have really accessible, searchable like evergreen content like people will find your podcast or they will find your youtube channel and they can go back and they can binge previous episodes it's like everything still holds up and is present and is available whereas on like pretty much all the other social channels everything kind of expires it gets older it's less accessible whereas i would say that you know there's so much still with podcasting and with YouTube that is continues to be accessible like a year after or many, many years. I've I've been watching Amanda Francis videos that are like four years old and still getting epic, epic value from them. Um, you know, my episodes that I created when I started this podcast um, a year ago as I'm recording this, um, they're still amazing episodes, um, which segues nicely into into my next point. Um, so I had this declaration. I'm like, I'm not doing podcasting unless maybe I had a team to support me so that I didn't actually have to like do the podcasty bit. Um, then I would potentially reconsider it. Um, and so, you know, podcasting continued to be a thing. And then obviously something shifted. And now This is another really important point is to understand like the energy behind these decisions and like why you are making a declaration and being unavailable for something. Because when the why changes, the rule should change. (laughs) Like so often, you know, people live by the rules without understanding the intention behind the rules the purpose of the rule. And so if the context changes so that the intention or the purpose is no longer valid, people still continue to live by the rule and it no longer makes sense. It's no longer serving or supporting anybody, but it's just been like a rule that's been like indoctrinated into our society and our culture. So when we're making these declarations and these rules for ourselves, it's really important to understand the intention and purpose behind them and the intention and purpose behind me declaring I would not do a podcast and I was not available for that first of all it was because I didn't want to do it by myself I didn't want to like take on board all of the tasks involved second it was because I didn't want my energy to be dispersed into another thing that was going to be the thing that changed my whole business. So there was an energetic relationship that I had with the concept of podcasting that when that shifted by taking it off the table and it being something that, you know, I just first of all was like resisting the pressure of and then it just became very neutral and it's like, yeah, podcasting's an option, but I don't feel called to it. Like I made that declaration when I was still making a lot of decisions based on lack and fear and giving my power away and looking outside of myself for the answer for how to become successful for the roadmap and the blueprint and all of the things. And so when I stopped doing that, it kind of neutralized it. And then my relationship with podcasts was very like, very neutral, very like, yeah, podcasting's a thing, but I have no like energetic attachment to it. I have no reaction to it. It does not trigger me in any way. It's just a thing. I don't do a podcast. Maybe at some point in the future that will change. 
Um, and I'm a, I'm open and available for if and when that changes. But, you know, it's just, it's not for me right now. And so that's kind of how the energy shifted over time um, from making that decision. And then it was in December 2021, December last year, as I was listening to this, well, anyway, time, who cares, uh, December 2021, and I was having a conversation with my coach at the time um, about how I was really frustrated about, like, I felt like I couldn't have the conversations that I really desired to have around a lot of these topics um, that I wanted to talk about because no one was buying from me. Like I didn't have clients. I didn't have the spaces. Like this is the kind of stuff that I would want to share in a program, in a group coaching space with one-on-one clients. And I just didn't have any, I wasn't getting traction at the time. Like there which to be fair isn't entirely true because I was running a couple programs then. (laughs) Um, But I was like, I was craving these conversations and I felt like I couldn't have them. I felt like they weren't available for me because I was waiting for somebody else to say yes to me, which in and of itself is false. (laughs) Or as Amanda Francis would say, lies from the devil. Insert expletives where you desire. Um, And so so it was reflected back to me. It's like, what if instead I created a place on the internet where I was expressing myself, where I could have these conversations the way that I wanted to, I could teach, I could share, I could do whatever I wanted to without anyone else having to say yes, without anyone else having to give me permission. Um, And so this was something else that I needed to reconcile in my brain because I had to give myself permission to share like paid program quality trainings on a free podcast. So the stuff that I wanted to share, I felt like I should be packaging this up in a a program and selling it. But the problem was for some reason, like for whatever reason, that wasn't in alignment for me. Like there was a lot of, um, resistance and um there was just a a lot of stuff it wasn't in flow for me to do that there was a lot of um stuff in the way of me putting a program together like that and feeling really comfortable and in flow launching it and holding space like I'm not going to go into analyzing that right now um so I had to give myself permission to like share that share it anyway and have those conversations and so Um, Right through the first season of the podcast, the Experiencing Success season, um, I'm sharing a lot of trainings that I, you know, could have packaged up into a paid program. A whole bunch of them came from a paid program I did in January 2022 um, called Integrate. And they're really good. And you should go back and listen. There's actually a playlist that we can... um, that we will link up in the show notes to the integrate trainings. Um, and I had some amazing interviews and conversations with people um, that again were just conversations that I was having like in the DMs and in comments with each other and in voice message with my friends online. And they were it's it's really good content. It's really, really useful conversations that I was like, more people need to hear this, more people need to hear these um these perspectives so that they realize that this is available to them and so when 
I and I so the realization of I'm going to start a podcast it hit very abruptly it was one of those you know like stones dropping into a lake sort of situation where I'm like it came from this conversation of I want to I don't feel like I have a channel to express and have the conversations I want to have because I was tying it to people needing to buy from me so when I separated those two and I want to do a podcast episode on this because this is like a whole thing when I separated like people can pay me to do offers and services and that is separate to my full creative self-expression which inherently is the tagline of this current season of the podcast right so the channel through which we fully creatively self-express ourselves should never be dependent on anyone else saying yes there are so many mediums and channels available to us in our current moment in history with YouTube and podcasts and self-publishing books and however else we want to express ourselves with social media that nobody else needs to say yes to us and <laughs> so I had to realize that and then the format that dropped in for me was podcasting um, and I was like oh guess I'm starting a podcast and a lot of these decisions for me now they happen exactly like this where it is like a stone dropping into the pool there's just like a clarity moment of oh this is the format it needs to take this is the way it needs to go like it's going to be a podcast um, and yes we absolutely share these episodes up on YouTube and when we have video associated, whenever I do like an interview and things, we put that up on YouTube and we're, we're amplifying what I'm creating. But it comes back again, like what is the format in which you're creating it? And I'm creating it in a podcast format. So that is how the podcast started back in December, about a year ago from recording this, is as a way for me to creatively self-express myself, to you know, talk about the topics that I wanted to talk about, to teach and share the things I wanted to teach and share, to invite people on and have the conversations I wanted to have around the things coming up in my life and the perspective shifts and the things I was evolving and growing through that I wanted more people to know about. I was like, this needs to be shared. It needs to be amplified. It's such an important shift in you know, how I feel and experience from realizing this, I want this to be available to more people. So whatever your thing is, don't get it wrapped up in, I need someone to buy from me and I can't share it. Like share from your heart, have your channel for full creative self-expression that is not dependent on anyone else saying yes. Like shine that light forward and other people get to choose whether to view it or not. Like that's a conscious choice they can take. Like we choose who we listen to, we choose who we consume content from, like that is a choice we have. But ultimately like we are here to share our experiences so that people know there's so many options and possibilities available to us. And I actually feel like a lot of a lot of people in like a lot of YouTube influencers kind of get this. So my husband watches a lot of like maker shows where there's um like different um I don't even know what to call them other than makers. Um they do like woodworking and electronics and metalwork and they're you know they're in a workshop and they're doing the things and they're artists and 
they paint and they create and they renovate and they restore and all of the things. Um, and it's such an amazing example of people who love to do a thing, who are sharing the love and joy of them doing their thing. And then that is resonating and attracting viewers. And then as a subsequent, like, and then after that, they're able to monetize it. But first and foremost, it comes from them having a passion and loving to do a thing and wishing this was the thing that they could just do and not worry about money, right? And then you share it and then other people love it and support and want to support you and want to collaborate with you and do projects with you and have fun with you in the thing you love. And then, you know, there becomes this value money layer of exchange that can be introduced, which is amazing. Um, and reminds me again that I really need to put a buy me a coffee link in the podcast because there is a lot of, you know, trainings and things that I talk about on the podcast that I could be doing in lots of other formats. I could be doing them as masterclasses that you sign up for and give me your email address. I could be doing them as paid masterclasses. I could be doing them in all sorts of ways. But to be honest, I can't be fucked. <laughs> I cannot be bothered with the effort of the logistics around the things and so this is how I choose to show up and share and and give value, but also just express what is on my heart and in my soul. So to have that channel for reciprocity, to have that channel for, oh my gosh, I get so much value out of your episodes, I would love to buy you a coffee, or like my friend does, because I don't really drink coffee anymore, my friends turned it into like a buy me a book thing, which I felt was like so relevant for the Birthing Your Book podcast, to be like a, you know, just a small amount, like a donation-based thing, but something where if you are getting a lot out of the podcast, and you are thinking like, I would pay to go to a masterclass like this, well, if you feel called to, I am open to receive. And we, I love this, this model. And so I think we could learn a lot more from the way that a lot of these YouTube influencers have like developed a love that they have and a passion that they have. And um, it's, you know, evolved into a business thing. But again, coming back to the heart and soul of it. So talking about breaking all of the rules, not only was I breaking all of the rules because I'm, you know, I, my, I felt like I shouldn't be just sharing trainings I would do in a paid program. I should be doing a paid program, which, you know, anytime we use the word should, we're like, well, that's a lie. I also allowed myself to break all the rules when I've started the podcast. I've called it Experiencing Success it feels very aligned. I love the intro. I've recorded the things. But then over time, the word success starts to bug me. Something starts to like not sit right about the word success. Um, and there's, of course, we can all define success in our own ways. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to use it to start with was that, you know, success is something we I feel like we're all striving for. But at the same time, as I was growing and evolving and as I was sharing more on the podcast, it became less about um, striving for the things that then represent success to us and more about being in the present moment and about how we pursue success, not the success itself, but about 
how not the moment you know not the destination but the journey which it's always been that's why experiencing has been in the title for the first two seasons and I didn't fight myself on this very much I was very open to well if it's not fitting it means it's not aligned it means we need to evolve it means we can shift and I'm not going to tell myself any stories about I have to stick with the same thing and so um, thanks (laughs) thank goodness for evolution and personal growth, I didn't have these rules in place that I had to navigate because I was like, no, it's absolutely fine for me to shift and change. If something doesn't feel right, then I bring it into alignment. Like there are no exceptions to that rule. (laughs) If it feels out of alignment, then we come into alignment. And one of the ways that I sort of framed these changes and these evolutions of the branding and of the name of the podcast that I have now changed three times um, was I I structured it in the way of seasons. I started calling them seasons and this was very much like as the experiencing success season was wrapping up, I and the new experiencing ease and flow season was about to be introduced, I just was like, we're closing out this season, we're opening a new season. And this really felt great for me for a few reasons. First of all, like nature has seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter, like we naturally go through different seasons but also as far as like podcasts or tv shows or whatever else we're kind of familiar with the concept of having one season and then another like one way that a lot of podcasters do their shows is like you can do an episode every week absolutely but you can also do a season where you go you have a podcast episode every week out for a set period of time and this is like the first season of the podcast and then we do it like once a year, we'll do the podcast for three months. I don't know. Well, you can make up any rules you like. But so calling it seasons for me um, helped me to communicate the change, I think, in a way that made sense for me on a, you know, connected to nature, connected to the cyclical um, rhythm of creation, whether that's like the earth level of creation and growth of plants or whether that's creator, like creation as far as podcasts and videos and books and whatever. Um, and so that structure, um, yeah, it felt like it was easy to communicate, like the experiencing success season exists. The value is there is incredible. It is what it is. It's not wrong. This is something we do all the time when something no longer feels aligned and we need to shift, we tell ourselves that we got it wrong and we did not get it wrong. That part of our journey needed to happen to get us here. This is like I talked about on the last episode about how the purpose of ideas is not always the execution. It's like the purpose of the idea can be to get us to the next point in the journey. It's the same things with these, you know, we have things for a season. Like we talk about in life, you know, we have a season where we are a new mother and have small children. We have a season where our kids are getting more independent. We have a season where we're single. We have a season where we're living in one part of the world. We have a season when we are really focused on growing our business. And then we have a season where we're bringing in more balance and more hobbies and creating more space and time for a like more well-rounded um lifestyle like 
we shift through different seasons in our lives all the time. It's how ready we are to embrace the changing of the seasons and the change itself. Okay, not quite sure. Oh, we make ourselves wrong. That was where I had got with that. We make ourselves wrong. So I didn't tell myself that I'd got it wrong by calling the podcast Experiencing Success when I started. It felt completely in alignment. That was the absolute, like, most aligned title and, you know, perspective that I could go move forward with at the time. And the point was to start the podcast. The point was to have a channel for creative self-expression. And that is allowed to shift and change. Like, our whole point of our lives is to go on this journey of personal growth and evolution and to share these insights as we shift and change. So now we have the experiencing success season, then we had the experiencing ease and flow season, and now we are in the birthing your book season. This is the season of my life where I have an editing business. It's freaking incredible. And I'm helping amazing solopreneurs birth their books. So talking about this shift into the birthing your book season, I had the structure already of seasons available. So shifting into something new felt okay. Shifting into birthing your book in particular felt scary as hell. (laughs) There was something different about taking this step into, first of all, something so specific So birthing your book being so specifically focused on books, um, there's very much this limiting idea that you can't then talk about other things, right? That by being so specific, you are limiting yourself and only allowing yourself to talk about one topic. And considering the tagline is full creative self-expression, experiencing full creative self-expression, this was a case of me saying this is the name of the podcast that needed to be there. I wanted it to be specific, but birthing your book, the process of birthing a book, yes, it's a particular medium, but it's a creative process. It's a creative expression. And so a lot of what I talk about, even if I start talking about like tools that you use to write a book or, you know, the way that you want to start assembling your ideas for your book, Um, you know, assembling your ideas for a book, the actual process is no different than assembling your ideas for a program or for a video series or for a whatever else. The creative process um, is so similar, no matter the medium. And then you overlay like, okay, if it's a book, then you have a certain way that it's presented. You have a certain way that it's structured. And it comes back to, we can actually break all the rules anyway. Um, But that was the first thing for me that felt a little bit edgy was that, okay, we're really going all in on the books and all in on the editing. And part of that shift, which you'll know from earlier episodes in this season, was essentially shedding the business that I'd been pursuing in intuitive life and business coaching for six years and saying, right, we are clearing all of that away. We are stepping out of that part of my journey. Like that chapter is closed. We're closing that chapter. We're closing that whole book, that volume of my life and of my online business journey. And we're opening a new one. And I think that's why it felt so scary was because it was a completely new thing. It was starting again. Obviously, I've got a ton of experience um, 
And this is also why it, it felt strange that it was so scary. I was like, I have done, po- I've literally done podcast episodes before. We've already had this podcast for nine months. Like, what is even the problem? Um, I've done so many Facebook lives, so many Instagram live streams. Um, there's like, you can go to my YouTube channel. That's kind of the one place that I have everything from my very first video I ever created. That's probably like four or five years old. Um, you know, I've done this before. I've practiced. I've got comfortable with going live and riffing. Like, why am I feeling so like nervous and so much of this push pull energy around the birthing your book season of the podcast? Um, and it was one of the rare times that I've experienced this real kind of contraction as far as like birthing a new thing goes and as I was out as I was jotting down my notes for this episode I was like yeah that is really what it feels like there's this pressure of it's not comfortable to stay where you are but it's also not really comfortable to do the new thing and so we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're stuck between, I can't settle to anything else. I'm agitated. I'm frustrated. I'm grumpy. Like something's off. I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel comfortable in my skin. And yet the action I need to take is a step into this new part of my journey. And that's going to open up all sorts of like new possibilities that are really scary. Like the unknown is scary. We, we, are developing a new layer of trust in ourselves by stepping forward and accepting the call. And one of the times that I've experienced this most strongly (laughs) in my life is when I was auditioning for a local community theatre production of Grease. And I was still very much like, I guess I will audition. It was just this crazy idea in my head. I I think I've got a, yeah, I've actually, I talk about this on um, the Walnut Wednesday podcast with Laz. So I'll see if we can link up that episode. Um, I talk a lot about this process of auditioning for Greece and um, it was really nerve wracking. And I, I think internally I'd made this decision I was doing it and then days would pass and I wouldn't rehearse the song, my audition song, and I would start to get more agitated and I would start to get more like uncomfortable and I'd start to get grumpier and I'd start to snap at the people in my family. And it was just this thing where it's like energetically something was shifting, something was calling me forward and it was only, it's like this pressure building And it's just like really uncomfortable until you relieve the pressure. And so then I would go downstairs and I would rehearse and sing the song over and over and it would feel amazing and I would get my confidence back up and it would be great. And then I would be okay again for a few days. But I kind of had it in my head that I needed to rehearse every like three or four days, like a couple times a week leading up to the audition to really stay connected to it, to really feel comfortable, um, to really be able to like actually get up on a stage and sing in front of people, which I hadn't done in probably 20 years. And recording the first episode of the Birthing Your Book podcast felt exactly the same way. I knew there were these like three topics, these three threads that I wanted to bring through to the podcast. I wanted to talk about 
the the book creation process and talk with authors and take you behind the scenes of all these different ways that people are creating books like there's no one way just like there's no one way to record and birth and evolve a podcast um i wanted to continue to have this channel to fully creatively self-express myself and have these conversations about whatever felt really um, important and whatever had really moved me in my growth and my journey recently And I was also wanting to share behind the scenes of my story. And that was something that I really had shied away from, had curated, had um, made sure had a teachable structured moment. I'd, I'd removed the story and taken it a step away from me before I had shared it. And it was something that I had been called to do a lot for a long time and I hadn't done it. So with birthing your book, not only was I stepping into a sort of new business area with book editing and coaching, but I was also committing to sharing the behind the scenes of my story. And this is, episode is such a great example of, you know, I've even had thoughts before recording this very episode, like, is this going to be useful? Is this going to be interesting for people? Or is it just really self-indulgent, like sharing my story and my life, which is so ironic because I get so much value from hearing the stories of other people. And I get so much value from hearing their examples and hearing how they navigated these things. And so I know that sharing my story and the behind the scenes and how I navigated things and like, you know, what has come up for me in creating this podcast and evolving through, there's so many, you know, moments and different things that have come up, including this, this like time between times, (laughs) this time where it's uncomfortable to stay where you've been, and it's also uncomfortable to step forward. Like that is the ultimate, like, pressure contraction moment of birth right where you are no longer able to live and be and do the things that you used to to be the person that you used to be and yet it's not familiar and comfortable and you haven't built up that trust in yourself yet to continue to be the person that you are stepping forward to be and so in recording the very first episode of the Birthing Your Book podcast, it happened like that, where that agitation was growing, that frustration was growing, and I had to make the space to work on it, to write it, to write about it. Um, and this was also something where I had these three topics, I knew what I wanted to share, I had it very clear in my mind that I wanted to communicate these things, and yet I was not comfortable at all simply pressing record and riffing on those topics. I was worried that I would forget to make points that I wanted to make. I was worried that I would trail off and forget what I was going to say and have to like pick up. I I was afraid that I would like waffle or go off on all sorts of tangents. And so I found myself the the safety and security that I needed, the structure that I needed to bring into uh, birthing that first episode and recording that first episode was so much more structure than I had needed for recording content for going live for a really long time. And it brought me back to um, like baby Karen going online and going live on Facebook for the first time, when which was the first time that I really did, um, that I did live streams for sure, but it was also 
one of the first times that I'd ever done video because I was so adverse to having to get into video editing that I was like, we're just going to go live and do one take and it's just going to be what it, <laughs> what it is, which I love. I love that I did it that way and I still love that about myself. Um, and so I scripted myself. I wrote two full A4 pages of script for that first episode and it was just bonkers to me that I needed that much structure I needed that much safety and security to be able to press record and to confidently share and I talk I mean I'm sure I've talked about this in other episodes where um you know the structure that we need in place this the divine masculine support that feeling of being held um that needs to balance the feminine right and so the feminine can flow and it needs less support and less structure the more we trust ourselves, the more we trust in our abilities, the more we trust in our ability to flow, our ability to riff, our ability to handle anything that comes up. Like if I wasn't, if I trusted myself to um, pick up and continue when my thought like ran out right if I trusted myself to redirect when I realized I was going off on a tangent if I trusted that the tangents the things I trailed off on were meant to be and were the thing that would be like the biggest takeaway for some people listening then I wouldn't have needed so much structure I could have flowed more and this is something that we develop over time as we get comfortable with things. But as I discovered with this new season of the podcast, it's also something that when we're stepping forward as a new part of ourself is emerging, that we need to build a new layer of trust with ourselves. And it's the amount of structure we need doesn't, this doesn't say anything. The point is to take the action. The purpose is to take the action. The most important thing is to take the action. So how much or how little structure we require to hold ourselves so that we can feel confident and we can trust ourselves to take the action doesn't matter. It doesn't say anything about us. It doesn't mean anything. It's like put in place the structure and supports and the systems that you need. Make them as loose as you need so that you can flow, like match your level of flow and trust with however much structure you need. Um, and so it was very sort of disconcerting. And I had to kind of, um, I guess a lot of these stories sort of stepped up into the wings um, when I was going through this. I felt like, you know, maybe I shouldn't need to script myself so much. Like I didn't start telling myself stories about it, but it was a place I hadn't been for like many many years when it came to creating content and so it was a little bit disorienting it could have felt like a backward step um but ultimately it was really a sign of me stepping forward into something new which is very exciting so I did write two pages of scripted notes I did take myself down away to uh to the garage where I could be alone where I knew that the sound would be fine and I wouldn't have interruptions that I would be like physically visually away from you know the children family phone ringing doorbells whatever I created the space that had the safety and security for me to record and I recorded that episode and I took the action. And of course, once I had taken that action, a lot of that like irritation and the contraction 
lifted and shifted because I had birthed it. I had spoken out what needed to be spoken. And now, of course, with episodes, I don't need to script myself so much. Um, But the evolution, the way that it happened from that first episode was it still felt very new. Like I recorded that first episode and I felt super proud and I celebrated it. And then it was a case, though, of getting into a rhythm of recording episodes on a regular basis. And I've really committed with this season to share an episode every week. Um, I'm not going to make up any stories or tell myself I've done anything wrong if I happen to not do one in, in a week. But I think particularly for 2023, one of the themes for me is showing up for myself as a dedication to myself, not for any other purpose, not for any other outcome, but showing up for myself because this is the person that I desire to be. And so from that first episode, the next one felt just as scary and just as daunting and I could tell that there was some of that energy around there where still staying where I was was uncomfortable still recording a new episode didn't feel natural and normal and like something that I just did yet so it reminded me of when I first started doing Facebook lives and the way that I got the momentum and traction there the way that I got comfortable with going live and the way that I removed a whole lot of the like stories was that I decided to go live every day I was working during the week, which was three days a week at that time. So I would show up and I would go live and I would talk about a topic that I decided on and I might outline a few like three bullet points or something and I would go live and I would share. And the thing that I loved about doing it like every day I was working is it was just a no excuses situation. It was like, this is just something I show up, I do. It can be messy. It can be like stuttered. Um, maybe the topic is not perfect, but it took away all the perfectionism because if the topic felt wrong or like I'd not done it justice that day, I got a do over immediately Like, okay, well, I'll choose a different topic next time. It like, it didn't matter um, if I'd done it wrong or if it felt like it was terrible or that I hadn't explained myself well or that I'd, you know, missed the point or that I'd gone off on tangents and not like conveyed the message that I wanted to convey or that the topic wasn't perfectly aligned for my niche and converting clients. Like none of that mattered because I got a do-over like the very next day. And so this was something that I really felt called to do with the podcast as I was like, I just want to start recording episodes. I just want to do it and I want to do a whole bunch of them so that it no longer feels awkward. It no longer feels uncomfortable. And I feel like this is what people talk about when they talk about collapsing time. Because I could have, with the Facebook Lives, I could have just gone live once a week. and it would have taken me three times as long to get to the point of being comfortable. It would have taken actually a whole lot longer because I would have had a whole lot of these stories and I would have agonized over the topics and I would have tried to make every week's one super powerful. Doing it three times a week, not only was I getting three times as much practice in the same period, in the same like linear time period, but I was also 
taking away all of those rules and I was taking away the like need to be perfect with it. So I was taking messy action. I was taking aligned action. I was taking messy action. It actually allowed me to trust the topics that were coming to me because at that time I was not in tune with my intuition um, at all. I didn't even know that as a concept. And so I would have these ideas for a topic, but then I would question them and analyze them to high heavens. And so by doing and taking the messy action, it just meant that whatever topic came up, I ran with it because I would need another topic for tomorrow. And I had another chance tomorrow if this wasn't the right one. And if this didn't land with people, it didn't matter. And so that collapsed a whole lot of time for me. Absolutely. And so I feel like what I was trying to do, which again is a pattern that I have personally that I'm working on, is I wanted to get to the other side. Like I knew this was something that I was doing. I knew that recording these episodes was not yet comfortable. I knew it would become comfortable because I had been through this process before. Like I'd been through this experience before with different something else, not with a podcast, not with this exact topic, but I had felt the feelings. I had been through the experience with creating something before. And so I knew there was another side to it. I knew there was a getting through it. And so I just wanted to get to the other side as quickly as possible. <laughs> I was like, cool, I'm committed. Let's just get through it. Um, and so I really wanted to record like three episodes a week. And I'm not sure that I ever did, but it was the interesting to note where that desire came from. The desire came from wanting to, first of all, avoid the discomfort, like move through the discomfort as quickly as possible so that I wasn't in the discomfort. So that was something that I looked at and was like, hey, it's okay to be in the discomfort. It doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to say anything about us. Um, but also to use that to fuel me, use that as motivation to be like, yeah, it's uncomfortable right now, but the more I'm doing it, the better I'm going to get at it, the more comfortable it's going to feel. And when I say the better I'm going to get at it, I think that's very much an old paradigm idea. The more comfortable I'm going to feel with it. So I'm going to feel like it's better. I'm going to feel like it's better because I'm more confident and I don't have all the doubts telling me that it's not as good. Um, so often I record episodes, especially when I come back to my like live stream days, I would go live and it would be like, oh, that's not so good. And then someone will message me and be like, that really landed. It's like, we are not a good judge. <laughs> we are not a good judge of like how impactful our work is. <laughs> but if we are called to share and if we are called to speak about a topic, if we are called to teach, to teach or to share or to express ourselves in whatever way, then absolutely do it. Um, so like I said, I don't think I ever did record three episodes in a week. Um, but I also realized that I didn't have to record three episodes in a week because that was kind of motivated from wanting to escape the discomfort. But I did want to use that um, discomfort to motivate me and to propel me and to feel into I know there's another side to this and I'm going to be really comfortable and confident recording episodes um, and incidentally this is the second episode I've recorded this week and it's still a case of part of me wants to put it off but if I put it off I get to that place of being super irritated and super uncomfortable so there's still that temptation because it's not yet fully integrated 
But if I don't do it, I'm then in this place of this is not who I am and this doesn't fit right. So it's really, um, I'm grinning. <laughs> I hope you can like hear the grin in my voice. I'm grinning at myself because I understand the feeling I'm not making it mean anything. And I know that it is slowly shifting. And the more that I act on I've committed to record a podcast, I want to record two this week, I want to record two next week, and I actually follow through on it, that's what's going to shift the discomfort because that's what builds trust in ourselves and in our ability to do the things that we want to do that are aligned with the person we are becoming. Now, I had another point, but I don't remember what it was. So let me check my notes because, again, I still have written a good, like, six or seven bullet points to share um, all these different moments from my experience with podcasting, with creating this third season of the podcast, um, and shifting forward. But I think that's it. We'll leave it at that. So I would love to know if, you know, this has helped, if this has sparked anything for you, if this has shifted anything for you. Um, I think I do ask this in the outro, so I won't, <laughs> I won't ask this a, a whole second time. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Continue on to hear about how you can get in touch with me because I would love um, for you to share your own experiences in creating things, in birthing podcasts or YouTube channels or books or programs, um, because it is a whole thing. This is actually something I talk about with my book clients, that the act of creating a book, the act of writing a book, of committing to the idea, just the same way as committing to this podcast and following the journey of it through these seasons it is a pathway for personal growth. It is a pathway for expansion, first and foremost, in and of ourselves. And then we end up having created something from our heart, from our soul that can continue on outside of us to create even more impact and even, even more of a ripple effect through the world. So we do it for us first. We do it for our heart, for our soul, because we can't not do it, because we're committed to our journeys. Um, and I think it's really important to recognize that we do this for us, that there is so much that we can get out of these creation, these creative journeys. Um, and it's not just all about the end result. Focus on the experience, focus on the journey, take every last piece of joy, delight, discomfort, growth, showing up for yourself, even when it doesn't, you know, even when it feels uncomfortable, get absolutely everything out of the experience that you can and enjoy it, live it fully, be present with it in every single moment and yes, out the other side, you'll have an amazing story to tell, out the other side, you will have an offering to the world, which is a part of your heart, your soul, your light that can continue on um, without you and do things, amazing things separate to you. So now we will leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.
If this has resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you could share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, share it out onto social media, send it to a friend who you think might be interested. If you do share it on social media, you are absolutely welcome to tag me. You can find me at Karen Hewson on Instagram, and I'm around about the place on other socials at Karen Hewson as well. If you're interested in learning more about me and more about how to work with me and what I'm up to, then please do check out the show notes and we'll make sure that all of the links to all of my things are there for you to have a look at so thank you so much for listening and let's go on this adventure that is birthing your book podcast where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression